what's the weather supposed to be like for Halloween there? Here it might snow. Uh, I don't think we're supposed to get any snow, but it's going to definitely be cold enough to snow. Um, I I think we're looking at like it's it's like basically like a high of forty every day this week. Ugh. It was like that today here. Yeah, I my my phone says thirty nine and sunny on uh, Thursday, so not not impressive. Okay. Okay, and then one other thing before we get started, uh, do you want to tell me how much money you make in a year? I will never tell you how much money you make in a year. I'll tell you and you tell me. At this point, it is a point of principle. <laughs> It'll just never happen. Outrageous. Okay, I'm going to throw to the robot now. We'll be right back. Sauce talk, sauce talk, sauce talk. Welcome to the show. You know the name and you know the guest. It is Mr. Matt Schmidt. Everyone say hello. We have a big show, so let's get going. And don't worry, this episode includes a new feature. Can you guess what it is about? Sauce talk. Oh, yeah, there it is. We are finally back yet again, and we've got a great guest on the other line for this uh, this, this, this second episode of Sauce Talk. I know everybody's responded really positively. Everybody's loving Sauce Talk so far. They're so excited. Every People everywhere, people are saying, I'm so glad it's not called. I don't even remember what it's called before. That was bad. What's good is that it's called Sauce Talk, and another thing that is good is our guest, He's on the other line. His name, Matt Schmidt. How you doing, buddy? Good, Johnny. I'm very excited to be on the second episode of Sauce Talk. I've really enjoyed the switch and really the change in emphasis to what's truly important in life, sauces. It's a good point. I'm going to make a note here to talk about sauce in this episode. I've just <laughs> written sauce on my agenda. I put, I put it in between two topics that transitioned from one to another nicely. And now right in the middle, there's going to be a quick break for sauce. But uh, we have another quick break, and it is so that we can jump in and say, Matt, eat anything good lately? Um, I think you and Alex talked about how the majority of people on this uh, that listen to this are basically either vegetarians or vegetarian adjacent. At yes. Which is myself included, as I am not a vegetarian, but Don is. Um, lately, I've been making this uh, eggplant, the soy glazed eggplant from Budget Bites, which is really good. Basically, just like fry up some eggplants and then uh, at the end throw in a sauce that's made of soy sauce, garlic, ginger, and brown sugar, and it's delicious. So, Budget Bites, soy glazed eggplant, highly recommend for those vegetarian leaning and those not. That sounds really good. I like eggplant a lot. What is what? What is Budget Bites? Budget Bites is this recipe website by this lady um, who basically tells you how to make good food that's cheap. So it's kind of aimed at, you know, like college students or people who are operating on a budget. But the recipes are really good and they're really simple. So it's like nice if you need to just look up a quick thing because usually it's pretty easy to make. That that sounds really great. I, I will definitely look into that. I will say I also got a recipe you linked to me earlier today. Uh, with some uh, mushroom stroganoff stuff, looked really good. So this is I just I just roll into these free recipes. This is fantastic. Thank you, Matt. I feel like we've gone far enough with like generally wide rangingly popular topics. Do you want to just talk about video games for twenty minutes? 
Absolutely. Uh, Dylan, you should probably turn this off now or just fast forward for about 20 minutes. Truly the funniest joke you've ever told on here when you pretended Dylan even knows I have a podcast. <laughs> Dylan rolls into the WhatsApp chain every three weeks to be like, God, the skins, they lost again, I see. And he's like mad that the skins didn't win. He's like, what's anybody else talking about? God, I got to work at Chase Bank. And it's like, hey, what's anybody else talking about? No idea what's going on. Not concerned about Dylan tuning up, but I, I'm certain there will be people who are not excited for the uh, video game talk. Don't, don't love the video games, but you and I do. Matt, what are you playing lately? Uh, lately, I've been playing Control, which is uh, like a single-player kind of shooter with some interesting physics mechanics. Um, it's about this uh, kind of like it's called the Federal Bureau of Control, which is the secret government organization that is in charge of keeping track of the paranormal and unusual stuff. And they're housed in this secret building called uh, the Oldest House, which is like, you know, it's it's that kind of classic bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside, and you don't know that it's there. Everyone just walks right past it, um, and it's being taken over by this extra-dimensional entity called the Hiss. Um, there's this whole backstory about how you're there to find your brother and then you become the director of the oldest house and you have to battle the hiss and it's, it's really, it's a really fun, cool game. Um, I'm really enjoying the backstory. It's kind of in that realm of weird fiction that I really like. Um, weird fiction is like HP Lovecraft, except these days you can find that same kind of feeling, but with less blatant, uh, racism and Jew bashing. Bonus. Nice. <laughs> but it's, a, it's been a really, uh, good game, really enjoyable experience. The same company did Quantum Break a couple of years ago, which is pretty interesting. They do a lot of very like lifelike film type things, uh, so there's a lot of cutscenes that seem very lifelike. Um, but it's a really good game, really interesting story. I've really been enjoying it. What is the gameplay like? Is this like a very story based game? Is this like a walking simulator type thing, or is there like an interesting gameplay technique, like a hook there? Um, it's kind of most similar to something like a Mass Effect, um, where there is like a lot of walking around and talking to people, but there's also shooting elements, um, and you have certain paranormal powers, so you have like telekinesis, you can create a shield, you can throw stuff at people, I just gained the ability to levitate, um, you can also, if you get enemies low enough in health, you can convert them to your cause, so they can help you fight off other enemies. Um, so it's really cool. Can you shoot anyone with mind bullets? <laughs> Tenacious D has not had that much of an influence. So you're saying it's not telekinesis, Kyle. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, telekinesis, Kyle. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, you also have a gun that, um, doesn't need bullets. It just kind of replenishes itself and it can transform into, you know, kind of your standard first person shooter. There's like the regular semi-automatic mod and then there's a shotgun form and a sniper form and whatever. Um, that's pretty cool. Doesn't need bullets sounds a lot like mind bullets. Do you like think about loading the gun and then it's loaded? You do. You press a special gu- you press press a special button. She scratches her head for a little bit. And then it's refilled. It's great. This might be telekinesis, Kyle. Um, uh, control sounds fantastic. What are you playing it on? Uh, I've been playing it on PS4. I think at this point it's a PS4 exclusive. I'm sure Pat will know and will chime in with the relevant information. Uh, I've become kind of a PS4 convert lately. I don't know why. I think the stuff that's only coming out for PS4 is more interesting to me than the stuff that's only coming out for Xbox lately. It's a real conflict because Xbox has the Game Pass stuff, and so anything that comes out for Xbox, you just get for free the day it comes out, and it's amazing. But you don't want to play any of those fucking games. And then PS4, (laughs) you got to buy all the games individually, but, like, man, the exclusives, that's where the action's at. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're, like, like, literally afraid of building a computer like I am. Like I, I just have a cycle like every two and a half months where I go from like, 
I need to build a computer because it will be a fun project and then I'll have a good computer. And then like I look into it and pursue it a little bit. And then by the end of this cycle, I'm like so afraid of computers, I won't even buy a pre-built thing. I'm like, I just, I'll fuck it up. They'll bring it to me and I'll drop it on the floor. I won't be able to do it. And so I just, I, I clearly had to just play my PlayStation and I have a Switch. I have both. I'm all good with these two. I don't need anything else. And then like, but that city skylines looks so good. And I haven't played that Civilization Six yet. I got to get in there back and forth over and over again. Are you going to get the, uh, the new Luigi's Mansion? I, if you if you if I were to grab my switch and like hold it up in an audio manner so that the listeners at home could hear it, you would see that like boy do I end up buying almost every like Nintendo release. But I don't think I'm gonna get Luigi's Mansion. Really? Um, I I got a game. I had, I had it on GameCube way back when, and for whatever reason, it never clicked. I think there's only been one in between. Is that right? One yeah, there's one for the 3DS, which is the only other one I've played, and I really enjoyed it. So, so I, I pre-ordered uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, so I can let you know if it's good. I mean, I'm probably, I'm, to be honest, I'm probably just going to really enjoy it. So, did, did you play Link's Awakening? I did. That was one of my favorite games from childhood. Like, that was the game on my Game Boy that I played 20 million times, uh-huh. where all the secret seashells were... I could play it backwards in the dark. So I, as soon as it came out, I was like, oh, absolutely, I'm buying it. Yeah, I I had a Game Boy when I was a kid, but I never got Link's Awakening. And so I had never played it before. And then I got it when it came out for Switch here. And, oh, boy, did I have a fantastic time with that. It it, it was a very magic. Like, I, I didn't know the extent, like, especially with the graphical update, that, like, boy, is this just a pair with Link to the Past. And like yeah. I didn't know that this game was just out there waiting for me to come enjoy it that was so perfectly aligned with what I want from a game. So it, it was a fantastic experience, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, man. Uh, when you, did, you, did, you, did you do any of the shit where they're like, oh, you can make your own castle or dungeon now thing? Only to the extent that I needed to to get one of the secret seashells. Yeah. I, I fucked around with that for like an hour. And then I was like, it seems like it sucks. And then like I Googled like a guide for how to do it. And it was like, you can do this to get some fucking seashells, but this sucks. And so like <laughs> I just, like I don't, I don't care enough. I'm out. And I did not do any more, uh, design your own dungeon special bonus add on thing. Yeah, I know a lot of people really love Mario Maker and all that jazz, but it just does not interest me. Mario Maker is totally different for me. I don't make levels, but I, like, if, honestly, if you stepped out, Mario Maker is probably the game I've played the most hours of this year to this point. Really? Because just getting on there and playing levels and, like, uh, going online and finding lists that people have made of, like, really interesting levels and stuff like that, it's, like... A common thing, like at the end of the night, it's like, oh, I'm going to go get in bed, but I could take the Switch in there and do a couple Mario levels. And then all of a sudden, I've played it for 40 minutes, and it's time to go to bed. But that that's I, – I, I have really enjoyed that. So, so much better than the stupid – the Zelda thing clearly is almost like a test case for should we make Zelda Maker? Probably yeah. not if that's what it's going to fucking look like because that sucked. Yeah, um, that was, it was not a, a fun experience. No, not at all. Uh, there's one game I wanted to talk a little bit about. Just came out uh, for PS4 and uh, Xbox, PC, whatever you're playing out there. I think there's a Switch version coming next year, but it's uh, The Outer Worlds. Have you heard of The Outer Worlds, Matt? I have, and I'm actually, I, I, I will play it, and I'm excited. To play it. I hear it's like this spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas, but in space. That's how I've. Oh, I've heard it described. I don't know if that's accurate. I'd say that's extremely accurate. Uh, you are, you, you, you're, you're on a spaceship, and then eventually you get control of a spaceship, and you're going to bounce around from planet to planet. So it's not like completely open world. You can't just say, oh, look at that mountain off in the distance and just walk to the oh, You can if it's on the same planet as you are, but these are very sure. small planets. You just kind of wander around. But it's been great fun. I've only played a few hours of it so far. 
But uh, New Vegas is one of my favorite games, just period. And it's something that I actually, Gina and I have kind of walked back through and played since. And then, like, this came out, and I was like, well, it's like it's like some of the people who were involved in those old things, those old Fallout games, they've got a new game. It's going to be great. So she checked it out with me, and then we were playing it. And then, like, I had, I had talked to her about, like, you know, I, we're not going to get into it here. It's, like, far too boring. But, like, Obsidian, <laughs> Bethesda stuff, and, like, who's making these games and where all this comes from. And she was like, I guess I misunderstood. How did this company get to make another Fallout game? And I was like, this isn't a Fallout game. <laughs> like, like we had recently played all of New Vegas, like at the beginning of the summer. And she saw, and then she was like, this is just clearly a new Fallout New Vegas game. And I was like, it's mm -hmm. not. They just said, like, uh, this is called Outer Worlds. And instead, you push the pause button instead of holding your wrist up to look at the menu but otherwise it's exactly just a fallout game but i fucking want just exactly a fallout game that isn't fucking shit ass fallout 76 and isn't even like i think extremely mediocre and pretty much boring fallout 4 and and this is what i'm looking for and i've i've thoroughly enjoyed it i would not even consider spoiling anything for you but like just right from the get-go the, the the story options like they they clearly are going out of their way to show you this isn't even Fallout 4 as far as like the effects your decisions are going to make on mm. the game from the very beginning. And that's that's all I ever wanted to say. And I, I don't want to spoil anything either, but essentially you're like you're on a set of planets that are kind of controlled by a company and there you interact with the workers and you kind of have to steer the future of the planet, something like that. I just I've read like very I've, I've glanced at the reviews. It's very much that sort of thing where it, it, it's uh, American style late capitalism has successfully colonized a chain of planets. At least, I mean, I don't, maybe every planet, I don't know. All I, all I experience is a small group, but then like different planets are run by different corporations and they have different interests there. And, uh, you get to see how, uh, <laughs> the natural ends of uh, fall <laughs> capitalism work. I'm not a fan. This is not exact. Not like I'm a difficult person. I, they weren't even trying to convert me. I was going to say a difficult person to convert, a difficult person to convince. I'm not that either. But uh, I think it's. I think this is where we're headed. So maybe this is a preview of the future. Maybe you can play this game and figure out what it's going to be like to be fucking fish food for some stupid company. Were the Jonas Brothers there? Were they checking out your great, 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 great? <laughs> now I gotta say, I think you're. I think you have established yourself as perhaps the first person who has heard an episode in which I talked about uh, Jonas Brothers. But uh, regardless, uh, no, uh, I didn't see them anywhere. Although thinking about it, boy, a playthrough of the game where I create a character who looks like a Jonas Brother. And then make all my decisions as though I accidentally transported myself to this terrible future. And I have to just wander around and be like, do you know where I can get a fucking time machine? I gotta go back. I used to be really famous and cool. I don't want to work in the salt tuna mine anymore. It's terrible. <sighs> I think that could be a fun, you know, third or fourth playthrough for you. But, but and, and that, that honestly, you're not even slightly wrong. This is the, the sort of game that is very much encouraging you. Like, I, I, I've, I've played all the way through New Vegas, I, th I think only, I think four times. And I've, I've played around with it otherwise, but I, I've, still, I've certainly not seen everything or even close. But I feel like I have a really good handle. And this game, I already, I'm not that far into it. I already feel like 4 is not even going to be enough. It's a much smaller game than those games. Mm -hmm. There's not as much stuff. But as far as the amount that's written in different branching pathways, it feels so much realer and so much bigger, even than New Vegas, which is the highest of high praise coming from me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm extremely excited about it. I'm very excited to play uh more of it, and honestly, the, my biggest concern is that Gina has been really into it as well, which limits the amount of time I can spend playing it. 
Because, like, I don't feel like I can just jump on and, like, I'm going to throw down six hours and then go back and be like, oh, yeah, let me try to tell you what happened. Because I won't, I, it, it's impossible. So I just, I got to play it at her pace. And it's, it's, I, I already kind of feel like I need an alt account where I'm like, well, yeah, I'll go ahead and do my Paragon playthrough at the same time. I'll just be so nice that she won't even know about it. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Matt, I don't believe in uh, strong transitions. But I do believe you have an interest in talking about grocery store bakeries. Is that the case? That is the case. I mean, we've it came up before with uh, with Mr. Michael Huber, and I I I believe his story. But what was it? Was it croissants? It was croissants. Yes. And then I think I texted the group chain about the uh, the schnooks bread that I used to buy all the time that had like whole cloves of garlic in it. We got off onto this side thing about uh, the joys of grocery store bakeries and how every once in a while I even love one of those really shitty uh, grocery store donuts if you're in like the very right mood and you get the right donut. <laughs> that to be a very specific mood, which is one of true desperation. Every now and then you'll go into a grocery store and they'll like really pride themselves on their donuts. And to me, that means you probably don't want them. And that, that means that they like have fine donuts, but they're also going to be like very expensive. And so I think you're right. I think what you want is just like, no, I want the shitty grocery store donut where it's just like a raised donut with a smear of chocolate across the top. And it's, it, doesn't look particularly good, but you, you know what you're going to get, and it's especially a little bit hungover on a Saturday morning, maybe. It's going to feel maybe. real good going down. Maybe eat the donut before you even get to the register, and then you have to tell the person you <laughs> <laughs> donut, and they should ring you up for it. Look here. I got a confession to make. I stole from you. Now, do you want to call the police on me? How's that going to go? I'll fucking lie to that cop's face. Here's a better option. Ring me up for $1.99. Discount donut. No need to pay full price. I'm a friend. <laughs> oh, man. You used to get the, uh, those like plain sugar cookies, the holiday-themed sugar cookies as a kid. Tell me more about them. I feel like Dominic's used to have them. Um, where they're just like plain sugar cookies, usually in a holiday shape, and they have one type of those sugar crystals on them, and usually it's themed to the holiday like color. So it's a, it's a colored sugar crystal, right? Yeah, it's a colored sugar crystal. Yeah. You just got some from Target that are in the shape of pumpkins and spider webs, and that are of course have you know the the orange crystallized sugar on it because it is Halloween and that you know orange is of Halloween. But then, you know, at Christmas, there was, uh, there's trees, there was the green, and, um, yeah, I don't know, there are others too. Or sometimes they're in the shape of, uh, like, diamonds, maybe. I don't know. Those are just some of my favorite things as a kid, and I saw them today at Target while, while looking for Halloween candy. And, uh, I just, I could not resist and grabbed, grabbed a box on my way out the door. Uh, they're really good. I'm right there with you. I do I do feel like this is a thing that has changed in the last 10 years and that I feel like when I was a kid and I'd go to the, the grocery store or whatever and I'd get those, those holiday cookies that have, like I know exactly what you're talking about, like the granulated colored sugar and it's the really big grains yeah. of sugar or whatever. Um, and you get those... I feel like those used to be made in the store. And now there's like weird companies that just put them out there in the clamshell packages and they're just yeah. ready to yeah. go. I don't know where, who this company – the cookies are good, like to be clear. I'm not saying like the, the quality – the quality of cookie on average is probably higher than it was before. But I feel like those used to be made in the store and now there's some – like somebody built like 50 – factories and one near every major city and they're just sending out trucks full of these cookies and loading these uh grocery stores up I, I whoever that was is clearly like the richest man alive maybe it was jeff bezos maybe it was the precursor to amazon i don't know but i i don't i don't understand like where this cookie brand 
has come from. But they make good cookies, and I'm probably going to... It's certainly... I haven't had any for Halloween, but like, I'm not going to pass it up for Christmas. I know I'm going to want that. Well, I mean, they're at least in Target, and I'm sure... I, I think you're right. It has to be some sort of outside company, right? Because every grocery store or even grocery adjacent store has them, and they're all exactly the same. Yep, yep. yep. With the same big crystal sugar. Yep. At the year. So it has to be... They have to be pulling them in from somewhere. They also make an iced cookie that's not as good. That looks better, but like that one sucks. You get that, and it's just like it's like almost flakes off in your mouth, and you bite into it, and like and it's so sweet that like I just you can feel in the inside of your teeth when you bite into it. It's like well, that that can't be what I want. Uh, you, you you don't want that one, but the granulated sugar one is good. Well, Matt, we're right on topic here. We're talking about all this uh, great seasonally themed candy so let me transition directly into sauce uh <laughs> matt uh any sauces you like <laughs> well i mean in the in the eat, <laughs> eat anything good lately there- i was gonna say this might be the new eat anything good lately maybe we'll <laughs> open the show with eat anything good lately and halfway through any sauces you like and people can just know that like it's time to bring a sauce to the table. Boy, it is time to bring a sauce to the table. Imagine if someone invited you to a fancy dinner party and you got there and said, friends, I'd like to bring a new sauce to the table. And then you reached into your jacket and set on the table a sauce that people could put on whatever they wanted on the table. Sounds pretty good. I recommend everyone do this. Matt, what sauce have you brought to the table today? Uh, I have brought a uh, sriracha infused mustard. Now, sriracha infused mayonnaise. Sorry, that was, that was it, the first one was a bigger swing, and I think I might have been even more here for it of the two. To be honest, I mean, I do like sriracha and mustard are like my two favorite things. That would be actually really interesting, even though it, it was a total mistake. Like, my- like he just it provides like the slight heat to a brown mustard, and that's the angle you're going. Like it's got yeah. to, like the mustard's got to be like browner than brown, and then you add some sriracha to it. Just completely stone ground mustard. Oh, I love that stone ground where it's like it's just like the whole seeds. You're just busting them open with your teeth. That's what I want. I'm, I'm all about that. That would be good. So, what would be the sauce that you would bring to the table at a, at a random gathering? What is the sauce that you think would 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 work the best for a variety of things. Um, it, it's it's such a cliche, but I don't know what if like if I went to an event and I reached I, I reached into my jacket and everybody was like, "Uh oh, that fat white man has a gun and he's going to kill us." So, like, they're at one end of the spectrum. They're like, this is so bad. But then, they're like, I'm going to push them all the way to the end, other end of the spectrum. And I pull out a nice pink bottle of Thai chili sauce and set it down on the table. I, yeah. I, no matter what's going on, even if, like, all of it is is that we've just got, like, some fresh dinner rolls. Oh, I smear that on there. Nice chomp. It's going to be so good. And more likely, we're going to do even better than that. I feel like, especially like as far as things that are not, or like things that are not pre-sauced, things that we need to add sauce to. I'm so mm. confident, a nice, bright like highlighter pink Thai chili sauce. We're gonna love it. Yeah, that'd be really good. I think I think that's a solid, solid call. It could go with so many things. Yeah. That that bright pink though, you know what that reminds me of? What? A starburst. Like you might eat a Halloween. Oh my God! The next topic is Halloween. <laughs> hey, do you like that pink Starburst, Matt? Uh, I wait, wait, wait! Stop. Rank the Starburst. Rank the. I was gonna say. I think it's third out of four for me. That's here the order. Uh, for me, orange is number one. Red is number two. Pink is number three. Yellow is number four. I think. So there are two kinds of people, and there are yellow-pink people, and there are red-orange people. 
I, I, I think everybody's going to have it that same way. I think I'd go red over orange and then pink, then yellow. But I'll tell you, I've talked about this with Gina, and she is straight up pink, yellow, orange, red. Like basically the inverse of me on every step, uh, or, or near the inverse. And I, it just, just people have different fla- flavor profiles. Are you, like if, if there's a, uh, a candy and there's like blue and greens and there are reds and orange, which side are you on? Usually reds and orange. I mean, orange is, is like my favorite, usually particular candy. Orange is kind of my go-to, love orange flavor. Um, yeah, yeah, red orange. Yeah, I am also red orange. I'm, I am usually red over orange, but those are almost, unless it's something weird, going to be my top two. Mm. Um, it's just always the best. Uh, but that's we can we can dig deeper now. I also before we get too far into it, it is my recollection that we have talked about Halloween on this podcast before. It is also my recollection as of one minute ago that I don't remember what we talked about about Halloween before. Now perhaps we will recover some of the same ground, and if that's the case, you know what I don't care about. What I said before, irrelevant in every sense. No need to bring it. No need to dig up the past. What do you think you are? A uh, vampire hunter looking in the ground for a vampire? No need. Just uh, let, let things be. What about, think about that. Uh, who is that? Uh, Friday the 13th, one of those Friday the 13th movies. Jason, Jason, long dead. He was He was snoozing in the ground. They dug him up. And he got struck by lightning. He came back to life. Have you seen that one? I have not. But did you just listen to the How Did This Get Made episode about that? Is that why that's coming up on your mind? I did not listen to that. Did that happen? They just did that, actually. They, just they did, did the one where he got struck by lightning? Yeah. Where his, his gravestone gets struck by lightning and he comes back to life. And somehow the lightning like magically regenerates all of his muscles and turns him from a rotting corpse into like a fully functional machine. <laughs> I... I definitely co-signed that that is what happens in the in this film. Uh, I have not heard this episode. It sounds great. I, I'm sure it's, it's it's very funny. But yeah, so case in point, the, the 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 main point, the main takeaway. No need to go digging in the past. And so if I like, for example, I, this is the example I gave Matt earlier. If I say that I like a Butterfinger is good. And two years ago, I said that a crunch bar was good. I don't need to fucking hear about it. I don't need to hear that, like, oh, Johnny, you're so inconsistent. Who gives a damn? Not this guy. Matt, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever worn? Ooh. Um, I got to say that I probably peaked pretty early. Um, I think it was when I was in, like, fourth grade and uh with, with the help of my mom obviously uh i put together a very solid wolfman costume uh had like one of those like really nice rubber masks had like the ripped up flannel shirt with fake hair poking out of it um also and this gets this this skirts to a bad place so hard but it's it's not going to go there definitely put like brown polish on the arms to simulate hairiness of the arms, uh, nowhere near the face. No face was involved. I did not paint my face any color at all whatsoever. But I do still like, there's, there's that like inner cringe, like, oh, I definitely applied shoe polish to myself or a costume, just not in the horrible way that a lot of other people do. But it still makes me deeply uncomfortable thinking about it. I'll just make a note here. It says, uh, Matt has worn mammal face. How dare you? <laughs> Racist against uh, the lupine community. Oh, he thinks he can. Uh, oh, he's more than happy to be a wolf tonight. But tomorrow when he gets pulled over by the police. Oh, 100 percent human. Not even a concern. No, nope, don't have to worry about ripping my clothes or hair poking out of weird places. Uh, I want to be clear, by the way, listeners of the present or future. This is we are sarcastically making fun of the idea that wearing brown shoe polish to be a wolf is bad. It is 100% bad. 
to fucking pretend you're a different race. You <laughs> followers or anything. Don't if, any, if I if I become famous, I want to be clear. I'm not fucking all right. Don't fucking say I'm all right just because I'm a white man with a podcast. I'm one of the good ones. There's like seven of us, and we working together. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna come out on the other side, and I'm not gonna say it's gonna be great. But we don't got it. It doesn't have to be like this forever. And I fucking think that blackface is cultural appropriation. And I sincerely mean it when I say that that's what it is, is you want to be black on this fun day. But then tomorrow when you go to work, you don't want to be black. And that's why it's unacceptable. Don't you agree, Matt? Cosign 100%. Good answer. Uh, when I was like in fourth grade, I dressed up as Elvis. It was pretty good because I was a fat little kid. So everybody was like, man, this fat little killer is like Elvis. Good job, fat little kid. Got a little, got a whole bunch of candy. Stayed fat. Uh, Matt, what's, what version of Elvis were you? Were you? Uh, let me tell you, I was fat Elvis, whether I wanted to be or not. I could have opted for any age. I could have been ten year old boy Elvis. I would have been fat Elvis. Uh, but yeah, I had like a rhinestone jumpsuit and a big wig. It was it was very effective. Uh, what's the worst? Uh, Halloween costume you've ever worn besides the time you dressed up in mammal face <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you know the band Alkaline Trio uh, I know I'm familiar with the band Alkaline Trio yes okay there was uh, they played a Halloween show at the Metro in I want to say 2003 or 4 probably 2004 they asked people to dress up in a costume and you know if you dress up in a costume you got something and I, th- I think they actually gave out like a piece of candy um and one piece of candy for wearing a halloween costume yeah <laughs> literally small children don't accept that deal they demand like dozens of pieces of candy but you fine with you huh yeah and because i was you know a a cool little college kid who didn't give a crap. Uh, I just wore a white t-shirt and wrote the word costume on it in black marker. Let the record show Johnny's doing yank yank on the video right now. <laughs> he absolutely is. Um, and it is totally deserved. I thought it was, very, I thought I was so very clever, uh, to think about that. The show Were there was- 45 other white guys in line with the same fucking thing written on their shirt? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that, that's definitely my worst one, I think. Not ideal, but it could be worse. When I was in, let's see, this would have been like fifth grade, sixth grade, right towards the end of when it was like still a thing that I didn't, I dressed up. So I, w- I will say this is either the last year I dressed up or the next to last year. I dressed as Chicago Cubs first baseman, Mark Grace. All right. It was very, it was very boring, and it was also very basic for like the kid from the corn town to be like, you know who I like on the Cubs, that white guy, that one's like me. <laughs> yeah, bad job, uh, young Johnny. Oh, young Johnny, doesn't mean much to anybody else, but there's a restaurant uh, not too far from my house with that very name, Young Johnny. Really? Uh, spelled different as J O N I, but still, I said Young Johnny, and I got very excited. Uh, how about this one? <clears throat> Where did you go trick-or-treating when you were a kid? Uh, just up and down my street. So, like, right in your own neighborhood? Yeah, I can't, I lived in a very, like, suburb, suburbish. Um, so there was basically, like, one street with, I don't know, maybe 12 houses on it. So we just went to, like, those 12 houses. Um, however, I did grow up near uh, where Michael Jordan lived. And while I never went, I know that there were cars lined up like outside of his gated home for two miles or some absurd thing of just kids like trying to go to Michael Jordan's house to get candy. Um, though I, I never did it, but it, it was definitely a thing near where I grew up. Did they get candy? I think so. Do you, do you think Michael Jordan gave it to them, or do you think it was just some dude like chucking Milky Ways <laughs> over the gate? I very much doubt it was Michael. It might have been Juanita, um, but I I don't know for sure. It, in all likelihood, it was probably just like some person that they hired to like do the landscaping or something that they also gave like extra fifty bucks to to hand out candy for 
hours on Halloween or something like that. But yeah, that sounds okay. Um, so now it sounds so it sounds like like you say like I lived in like a very suburby summer, but it also sounds like you live next door to Michael Jordan. So, <laughs> did you live in like a very fancy neighborhood? You can tell the truth. It's okay. We're not uh, going to tell anybody how much money you make or anything. Uh, I, I'll say this. Michael Jordan's house was like a 10 minute drive away. It was in the next suburb over, uh, in Highland Park, technically. Uh, you know, my neighborhood was, was pretty nice, but, um, it was just like, it was kind of secluded, kind of woodsy. Mm -hmm. Um, so there just weren't that many places to go. Sure. So that, that, that 12 is just like, what's there? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't Um, like a community. It was just like a random street that led into the, kind of into the woods. I, I assume, like, like you, you live in the Chicago suburbs. That could, like, literally be, like, Crystal Lake or Haddonfield down there. I don't think you should wander into those woods. Um, I, I, I grew up in a really small town, as dedicated listeners will know. So I, I, I went trick-or-treating, like, all over the town. It was uh, not as magical as you would envision because the town was kind of dumpy. There are a lot of streets that don't have any sidewalks. So, uh, especially if it was a rainy or not especially nice Halloween, it was difficult to get around. But for the most part, it was very nice. Uh, nobody, how about this? Did anybody give out like the full candy bar? No, no one ever gave out the full candy bar. There was an older lady who lived on the street that would give out the dreaded box of raisins. Don't want the box of raisins. Uh, I definitely did. We the the the, uh, the town dentist gave out fucking toothbrushes. Oh, everybody of knew that. That, that, that. It's it's a good move, and it's it's one of those things where it's fun because it's like basically advertising, but it's also like counter advertising because really he should give out like sugar daddies. You're like the worst thing of all to build up the clientele, but he doesn't do it. But that I I never knew anybody who gave out the full candy bars either. The other day I was listening to a podcast and they were like, oh, and they, they so-and-so, they they went to the house and it wasn't in a fancy neighborhood, so they didn't get, or they, this place was too cheap, so they didn't give out the full candy bars. I'm like, is anybody actually giving out the full candy bars? If you give out the full candy bars, aren't you like dropping 200 bucks on giving out Halloween candy? Who is doing this? Seriously, if you're giving out full-size Twix, I mean, even on a not very well traveled thing. You're going through three boxes in a night, easy. Yeah. I feel like if I like devote, if I like jump in, I'm like, okay, I'm giving out full size candy bars. Then like four kids come by, like, well, fuck, I'm out. That was my whole budget right there. I can't. <laughs> I, I gave out four candy bars. I got to turn the light back off. This was a bad job by me. Do you get trick or treaters at your place? Uh, a very small number. Like this is my like, the last year I lived in a big apartment building. None. It was impossible. Uh, Last year, I was here in time for it, but uh, we got very few to the point that this year, uh, Gina and I actually have other plans that are not going to be home because like, if I I got trick-or-treaters, that would be what I wanted to do on that night. But I know it's just not worth devoting my energies to it because kids are not going to come by. Even though I live in a, a city... And I have a front door, and someone could come and ring the doorbell, and I leave the light on, but just nobody comes. Do you get trick-or-treaters? I don't really know what your housing situation is as far as having a you know, a place for kids to walk. Yeah, we um, – I live in like a three-flat in Logan Square now, um, and I am the first floor. So I, it, like, if anybody was going to give out candy, it would be us. Um, also, there is a house on the – corner of the street where my street hits the boulevard that uh the guy goes like balls to the wall with decorations for both halloween and christmas it's actually really incredible on christmas you can like probably see it from space or something that's how many lights there are um and there are a bunch of kids uh up and down the boulevard every year it's it's actually kind of a shit show (laughs) um like yeah i get home I'm trying to walk my dog and I'm like trying to walk it through, you know, 30 children at a time dressed up like various creatures that are all on sugar highs and don't (laughs) 
They step on a tiny old dog who can't really see very well. Uh, <laughs> and I have heard from our upstairs neighbor that uh, we will get a fair amount of trick-or-treaters and also the light uh, at the front door is on a timer and I can't control whether it's on or off. <laughs> I definitely bought a couple of bags of candy. So I would feel bad just sitting in my apartment doing nothing while kids pound on the door. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, so I, I expect that we'll get a fair amount, though I think they usually mostly stick to the houses on the actual boulevard itself. That makes sense. Um, I, I would love to hear an update about how stuff goes and how many, uh, trick-or-treaters you actually get. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep track. I'll keep a general count. Um, also, I'll, I'll take some pictures of the the, uh, the house in the corner and send it out. <laughs> I would also very much like to see that. Um, there's no there's no uh, skeleton tree though, so <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. I, I didn't love that. Uh, what here, here's a moderately two part question: What did you or are you doing for Halloween besides handing out candy this year? Did you did you do anything last weekend? I did not do anything last weekend. I was supposed to go to a vaguely Halloween-themed bonfire on Saturday, but it was like 40 degrees and pouring rain, so that didn't happen. Um, and I don't really have any plans for this weekend either. Uh, I I really haven't done much for Halloween for as long as I can remember. It's been a while since I went to like a costume party or really any party. Uh, that was Halloween themed. Uh, can you remember what the thing your most recent Halloween costume was? Uh, um, it was Walter from Big Lebowski, I think. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't find uh, an old coffee tin, so I found. I think I just got like a big can of peanuts or something. <laughs> a cover. <laughs> just put it on there. Uh, and yelled about, uh, not rolling on Shabbos a lot. And I think it, I think it went through alright. That's not, that sounds fine. How long ago do you what? think that was? Four, five years ago. That long. That's quite a while. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything last weekend. Uh, Gina and I are going to a thing on Halloween night, and uh, we are going to dress as people from Pokemon Go at my insistence, and I think it's going to be a big hit. Uh, we are going to be uh, no, I don't, I, I believe no one responded when I said like, by the way, I like Pokemon Go now, and if anybody else played, they would know the value of having friends in that game because you can give each other gifts and stuff. So I'm certain none of you fuckers play the game because you would have been like, oh my God, Johnny can send me a gift every day or Johnny and I can start battling every day. That'll be great. Uh, so I know you guys don't play, but you can still hear that Gina and I will be dressed as members of Team Rocket. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a picture on Instagram, maybe even sent to the chain. I will even add that friend of the show, perhaps the closest friend of the show at that point, the person who has done the most to uh, tell me the software to download so I can fucking record this thing and give me other good advice and be my most frequent guest. Pat Polk has uh, sent me, I haven't received it yet, but he sent me a Pokeball that he ordered from eBay in Japan that I'm going to use as part of my costume. Pat Polk gets on these things way early, and if you recall, he sent out a picture to the to the WhatsApp chain saying, like, uh, here's my Halloween costume. But then I was like, hey, where'd you get that fucking Pokeball? And this was, like, Saturday. And he was like, oh, yeah, I couldn't find one, so I ordered these really good ones from eBay in Japan. And I was like, oh, I tried to order one today, but it's too late. And he was like, I'll send you one, John. And I was like, thanks, Pat. <laughs> So photo credit in advance for the excellent Pokeball. That's going to go to Pat Polk. Thank you, sir. Oh, I have one more Halloween. No, two more Halloween-related questions. One, what uh, 
This could be either your parents or just adults in your area that you were aware of. What what did like your parents do on on Halloween? Was there like a Halloween party they went to? Is that a thing or just like does that seem crazy? I think there was a Halloween party that they went to, but I don't remember where it was or who was throwing it. My mom loved Halloween. Um, she used to go all out for it. Uh, and I definitely remember there being some sort of party, uh, but don't really remember anything else about it. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of detail either. I basically bring this up because I was listening to a podcast about the movie Halloween the other day. And they mentioned how in the movie Halloween, like all the parents are gone because there's like a big Halloween party at the country club. And so just like everybody's there and they're like, this movie's so dumb. Why would ever, why would all the parents be out on Halloween? They should be hanging out with their kids. But I also recalled that when I was a small child, uh, even in, in, in Avon, there was in the, the nearby very small town of St. Augustine, Illinois, uh, people, there, there, there was a, there was a, a very popular adult Halloween party. And I don't know, like this, I don't think this even ex- existed by the time I was in junior high. But it was a huge deal for a while. And it was like a scavenger hunt thing. Oh, wow. And so, uh, and it was, it was, uh, uh, very popular. I know my parents went to it and lots of people went to it. I don't know if it was like the weekend before or on Halloween or what, but like, I remember my parents like having their own costumes to go to this party. And like, it wasn't for me. I didn't get to go because they were going to go do all this cool shit. And so I, I just thought, is this just a small town thing that this movie somehow got secretly right or what it is? But I, I feel like parents having a big Halloween party is kind of cool. I think yeah. that's, that should be a thing. I kind of wish that I had a cool, like, standard Halloween party to go to. I feel like there was for a time that I just, I for whatever reason, I didn't go to. And then now I'm in some sort of, like, weird liminal space where... Everyone now, most people I know have very small children. It's like, I can't fucking throw a party or I can't go to a party. They're not like old. The kids aren't old enough yet to fend for themselves for a night. So no one can really do it. I I think maybe once we kind of hit that, that swing in the age of friends, children, that maybe that'll like become a thing again. But uh, for now, it's just not. Yeah. I, I, that's a good point. I never really think of it that way. But at some point, you do come out, especially like if you have more than one kid, it takes a while. But you do come out the other side of that, where then you suddenly hit like, go have fun trick or treating, kids. And then mom and dad are like, let's go to Dave's house and drink gin and see what happens. Nothing else to do. One fucking night a year, we get to send the kids out, just tell them to run around on the street and it doesn't, we don't get fucking arrested. That was me doing my Pat Polk impression. Did you like it? <laughs> I can imagine Pat saying exactly that. Where can I drink some fucking gin? God damn it. Where's my weed vape pen? <laughs> yeah, that guy's got a lot of problems. You're right. Um, okay, one more Halloween question. Here. Let's keep it very simple. Just generally, of like normal, reasonable things, let's have your two favorite Halloween candies, and then like, and again, don't tell me like my least favorite thing is the circus peanut. Fuck this! Nobody fucking cares about the circus peanut. I don't need to hear about it. Of course, you don't like that shit. If you do like it, I don't need to hear about it. But like, like, and then like something that of reasonable things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Tell me something. Is I'm, I'm assuming that candy corn is in the same level of circus peanuts. I like candy corn. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, I I know that many people think that it is in the same category. There is someone uh, who works in my office who is actually also named Matt who is keeping a running tally of containers of candy corn that he has eaten starting uh, in early October. He's had like a thing on his desk 
and just, <laughs> just chowing down on it every day. Like <laughs> walking to his office, he has a little whiteboard. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, that's a uh, that's how much candy corn I've eaten. Yikes! Oh, my teeth. There are a lot of marks on that board. I am not a I'm not a candy corn person, uh, but in deference to you, I will I will pick different ones. Um, do not like Milky Ways. Not a Milky Way person. Uh, also, anything uh, malt, like uh, what, like goobers or whatever they're called, whoppers, <laughs> whoppers, yeah. <laughs> what are goobers? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but whoppers. I do not like malt in the slightest. Um, are you looking at your phone and seeing how many texts are in the chain right now? Because it's a lot. Uh, I have good news. I googled goober, and according to New Oxford Eng- Eng- American Dictionary, the definition of goober is either a peanut or a person from the southeastern U.S., especially Georgia. What? So the dictionary still has racist things against people from Georgia. You know, one of them fucking goobers. You know, a peanut or a person from Georgia. Fuck those goobers. What are you talking about, New Oxford American Dictionary? That's outrageous. Okay, goobers candy. Oh, yeah, that's like chocolate-covered peanuts. Those are good. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that's okay, then. I'm, I'm thinking of Whoppers. You're thinking of Whoppers, yeah. Uh, uh, my two favorites, uh, 100 Gram Bars, are my favorite candy. That kind of realm. Uh, and probably Twix? Twix or Kit Kats? It might be a toss-up between those two. Uh... Are you still there, Matt? Oh, no. Friends, we've lost our good buddy, Matt. I'm not sure what's happened. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm going to keep recording here. Let's see if we can get him to come back. I wonder if this... Are you there, Matt? I'm here. Oh, boy. Um, say some more stuff. Make sure it seems like you're still recording. Yeah, it definitely just, you just froze for a second as you were mid-thought about how to respond to me uh, tossing up either Twix or uh, or Kit Kat's second favorite. Okay, great. We're just going to keep it. I have a strong policy, especially when Matt Schmidt is on this show. I don't like to edit the podcast. So <laughs> I don't see why, I, I feel like I, sp- I feel the space fine. We can leave all that in. I kept talking. Who cares if Matt had to wander around and think about how much he hated goobers, which I hope it's the fucking candy. I hope it's not the other one. I hope he wouldn't tell us this on the show. I don't know why he had to use that offensive language that I only, I was quoting him when I said it. I didn't mean anything by it. Anyway, uh, Kit Kat Twix, like that wafer bar, whatever that is. I don't know. What is yeah. that? Twix has got the candy crunch. Is that right? They they clearly have something similar going on there. Those are great yeah. choices, uh, especially for diversity. I I don't know if the last time I've eaten a Butterfinger, it never comes up. I'm never getting a Butterfinger anywhere. But when I think of Halloween candy, I do think of that little fun sized Butterfinger. It's fantastic. Did you know that they recently changed their formula? Did they really? Is it is it is it significantly better or worse? I honestly couldn't really tell you. <laughs> Butterfingers? But that's like all new flavors. Like, oh, it tastes the same to me, but what do I know? All new flavors. Now it's uh, coconut. No more peanut butter. Like, seems like a mistake, Butterfinger. Um, this, this, is, this is an off-the-wall assertion for me. But I had... So I'm at work. I got a job. Do you think you're better than me just because you all got jobs? I got a job too, and I was walking around at work, and I saw everybody on their desk has got those little buckets of candy. You can just have one. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll have a candy. And so this person who sits near me has got candy out, and I'm like, ooh, candy. And I, I grabbed it. And then uh, got uh, the what, the Twizzler, because I, I love licorice. 
very excited, very strongly. We don't have to get into this, but very strongly, Twizzler over Red Vine. Fuck Red Vine. Don't like Red Vine at all. And so I got this Twizzler. I'm very excited. And I get back, and I get back to my desk, and I open it up, and I take a bite. Man, the fun size Twizzler sucks. F minus. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they can't put a regular Twizzler in the fucking three inch long Twizzler container. But apparently, that's the most like it's like cold fusion, and then after that, we'll figure <laughs> out how to put a regular Twizzler in. A three-inch long container because this Twizzler tasted like fucking bullshit. I hated it. I don't know. I, do you know anything about this? Why is it, do they even make small red vines? I think they do, um, but you know, I, I definitely agree with you. For some reason, it's completely different. Small Twizzler is just a completely different tasting. It doesn't really taste like anything. It just kind of vaguely looks like a Twizzler. The consistency and the texture are different for some reason, which I don't understand because you think they're just taking a Twizzler and chopping it up into smaller pieces. Yeah, yeah. You would think, but different different. I, I, I was blown away. Like, especially compared to my expectations, like if I'm an idiot and I go get the circus peanut, well, that's just fucking on me. I should make better choices in my life. But like, goddamn, I thought I knew what a Twizzler was and I found out I didn't. It was a problem. How do you feel about black Twizzlers? Oh, I hate black licorice. I can't do it at all. So far from, I mean, do you, are you okay with, do you like a black, black licorice? I do not. I hate anise. I do not like the flavor at all. I, I am fine with it in a lot of contexts. And honestly, like if I'm at like a fancy cocktail place, I usually want the drink that's got some of that going on. Right. But as far as just consuming it, I can't do it. I, I think it's awful. Um, Matt Schmidt, that's been a show. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Ooh, let's see. Um, there is a new interesting sounding podcast that I haven't listened to yet, but I'm kind of excited to about uh, Dolly Parton, uh, who is kind of like, this fascinating person really um and it's kind of about how she brings together kind of disparate elements of american culture uh it's called dolly parton's america and it's hosted by i'm going to butcher his name like everybody else uh jad abumrad uh who hosts radio lab um and he kind of from what i understand he kind of looks at uh her career and how she brings together this diff- disparate people, how you'll see like dudes in drag next to, you know, people in trucker hats next to little old ladies and all this kind of like bopping around to the same music. And, you know, she's big in the LGBTQ community. And she's like a really just kind of interesting, cool lady who brings together kind of, you know, groups that you would not expect them to. It sounds very interesting, so I'm I'm kind of I'm looking forward to listening to that, even though I have not listened to it yet. It's a hopeful plug. I have also not listened to this podcast, and I have also had someone plug this podcast to me because hilariously, last week or whenever it was, when I had Alex um on the podcast, we talked for the whole time. Stopped recording, and he was like, "Shit, I meant to plug this Dolly Parton podcast." Really? That's incredibly fucking weird. But yes, <laughs> I so I, I can double down on his behalf that this is apparently a great show. I've again, I honest, I can show you. Uh, it will get nothing for anybody else. I don't know if you can even see that. Maybe not. Yeah, not really. But I, I'm holding up my phone. I have subscribed to the podcast because Alex told me it was really good and it was very much up my alley. And it sounds great. I will also, let me think. Um, oh, so now, so Alex, for his benefit, we can double down and I will plug on his behalf. I think he also told me to, uh, he had, he had mentioned before that I should watch, uh, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, which I haven't done yet. And I think he also, said that he really enjoyed the uh what's your 
your Watchmen. You like the Watchmen, right? Oh, the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he I haven't watched that episode yet, but um, <laughs> Gina just stuck it. She wanted to see the background. <laughs> special guest, Gina. Gina's uh, not a special guest. She's very busy. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the first episode. So, um, I, I think it's it looks like it's going to be really good and really interesting. I am also very excited to check out all this stuff. I haven't done it yet, but I think it's going to be really good. As far as my plug, I have been uh, really enjoying a podcast called Scam Goddess, hosted by Lacey Mosley. It is a also a relatively new thing. It's about uh, just like people scamming each other and good ways to do it and bad ways to do it and ways people have done it in the past. It is uproariously funny. It is perhaps not the most well-researched thing. There might be some goofiness going on as far as uh, whether or not everybody knows all the details of things sometimes. But the, the, the guests and the host especially are so funny that I have just thoroughly enjoyed every minute. So I feel like there's there's obviously enough podcasts already, but I think we could use a really good general scam podcast, and I think this might be it. So I hope everybody checks it out. Matt Schmidt, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you had a great time. Uh, I loved it. I love Sauce Talk, and I look forward to uh, listening to many, many more episodes in the future. Absolutely. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.